0: Online and And on your smartphone. You're listening to Newbury College Radio. Back in here on Sports Talk Friday afternoon. Here on Newbury College Radio, the official sound of Nighthawk Nation. Back in here, glad to have you on the boards today. Back in here uh, talking about the Patriots and Buccaneers this Sunday. Uh, One o'clock game time start. Uh, that game will be a Fox game because uh, the Patriots are hosting an NFC opponent, so it will be a Fox game, 1 o'clock. Excuse me, can't wait to have the Patriots back on a 1 o'clock game. I can't stand, uh, just a little side note here before we get into the Patriots box, cannot stand games that are not on a Sunday. Cannot stand that because it just screws everything up, especially Thursday night games. It's like, oh, come on, because that game, especially the last game, I was going to talk about this last uh, Friday, but uh, I couldn't get into it. What a terrible game that was. Oh, my goodness. Thursday night games are awful, especially that game. That first half took two hours. Oh, my goodness. God, and then, of course, it was supposed to end at 11.30. Doesn't get over till at least midnight. Brad Nessler is a bore to listen to. He is awful. What a boring play-by-play host. My God. Put me to sleep at least 18 billion times that night. Mike Mayock's doing his best, but Brad Nessler needs to retire. He's awful. (laughs) And I can't, you know, it's just, it's in the middle, well, it's not really in the middle of the week, but you know what I mean. It's just like, and then there's nothing on Sunday. Obviously, you can watch, neutral site games, but it's not the same if it's not your team. And of course, I'm a Patriots fan, obviously, but I mean, just substitute your team out. I know that there are people here on Newberry that are from Philadelphia, and they love the Eagles. Okay, last night you just played the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. What are you going to do on Sunday? Oh, Obviously, you can watch other games, but it's not the same. And uh, at least for me, I hate, you know, I, I'm not a person that likes to stay up late at all, so I hate that. It's just like it's too late. It's like, come on. <laughs> oh my goodness. But anyways, We're getting back into this game. Um, You know, as far as this Sunday, you know, it's going to be another dogfight for the Patriots. You know, it's not going to get any easy for the Patriots going down this road. Uh, It's not, you know, don't expect that it's going to click anytime soon. Expect a lot of headaches for Pats fans on Sunday, especially on the the offensive side of the ball. Pats, you know, the the offense just does not have it together. So far, and I think that they're way behind where we all projected them to be in this spot uh, going into the season. We all thought, I think everyone was fooled, you know, especially with Kembrel Tompkins. We thought that this offense was just going to click, oh, but no. It's just not going the way they wanted it to. These uh, rookie wide receivers have been awful. Of course, we all remember the Dobson drop. One of the best balls I've ever seen Brady throw Dro- Dobson just drops it. Of course, we saw Kimbrough Tompkins in the first game against Buffalo, not knowing where he was going. I know that it's different when you step into the regular season. It's different when the bright lights are on, and nobody. it's not like it's preseason. I know it's different, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. So the growing pains with Tompkins, Dobson, all those guys, they've been bad, and it's, it's going to continue for some time. So... They're going to need to rely on their defense this week. The Patriots will need to rely on their defense again. They've won their won them the games two times in a row. They're going to have to do it again. And uh, you look at the Pats, D, the first two games, pretty good. You know, I know that the opponents were Buffalo and the Jets, but... You know, you look at the quarterbacks, two rookie quarterbacks, C.J. Manuel and Geno Smith, and everyone wants to get up in arms and say, "Don't you know, get too excited? It's two rookie quarterbacks." I'm aware of that, but at the same time, they held the Bills to only 14. Of course, it was a uh, 24 to 20 score, I believe, or 24, it's 23 20 or 24 21. I can't remember the one by the field goal. Uh, but one of those touchdowns that the Buffalo had in week one was on defense. So they only gave up a fourteen point stand. They only gave up one touchdown to the Jets last week. So I know, like we said, you know, it's Chris Ivory and Geno Smith as opposed to, you know, an elite quarterback and or an elite running back. I'm aware of that, but just let's take all that stuff out for right now. And just let's look at it. They've been good at stopping, you know, you know, they've been good at neutralizing on these offenses here. They were great. At stopping C.J. Spiller in the first week, I know that they had problems last week with um, Chris Ivory. I know that the Pats D was not good at stopping the run last week. It seemed like Chris Ivory, Chris Ivory, excuse me, and his backup last week had a, just a grand old time running over the Patriots. Uh, Patriots defense did not stand a chance against them. I think it really was just because the Patriots overlooked them. It's, it's the Jets. It's Chris Ivory, uh, but I do think that the Patriots. We'll be able to do that. Uh, We'll be able to stop the run a little bit better this week. Um, But, you know, like I said, like in what I've been seeing so far, this is going to be their first real test of the regular season. I, I will say that. This will be their first real test. I know that there are going to be other tests down the road, like Atlanta and Denver and all that, but this is really the first real sort of test. I know that it's the Tampa Bay Bucks. And I know that they're playing uh, Josh Freeman, who is not anywhere near an elite quarterback. He's average at best. I know he's done some good things in his time in Tampa Bay, but really it's just average. But they do have some weapons on that team. Vincent Jackson, Mike Williams, Doug Martin. Those are pretty good weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And like I said, I know it's not as tough of a test as Atlanta or New Orleans, but even an average quarterback like Josh Freeman, this isn't Geno Smith we're talking about here, I know that he's not Tom Brady, but he's average So if you give him some time to throw to a huge target like uh, Vincent Jackson, he's going to get him the ball, and he's going to find him open. So I still think that this is going to be a tough test for the Patriots on defense. Uh, It's going to be their first real challenge. Um, because, he, you know, if you give him time, he will find those guys. But I don't think the Pats uh, front seven will have much problem with Doug Martin. I know Doug Martin is a good uh, running back in this league. I know he's one of the elite guys. However, I don't think they're really going to have much of a problem with Doug Martin. Like we said last week, I know that their terrible time with Chris Ivory and the Jets running game was, you know, we all know about that. It was awful. However, I think that, like we said, they they really overlooked the Jets in that game. So I think if they have another chance and they game plan against Doug Martin, because obviously they will, because we all know what kind of a talent Doug Martin is. If you game plan against Doug Martin, he will be stopped. Because I think that that front seven's great. I think they have one of the best D-lines in all football. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Patriots fan. Trust me. You guys know I don't like BS. This is the no BS zone. Like Bill O'Reilly with the no spin zone. This is the no BS zone. You know that I don't like to feed you, you know, honkish takes. You know, I'm not for, I mean, I love the Patriots. Don't get me wrong. But when stuff needs to be said, I'll say it. You know what I mean? So, I'm not gonna sit here and say that you know it's a great front seven if it's not, because um, it is. I think you got guys like Vince Wolfork. Tommy Kelly's been outstanding. Know, I think Tommy Kelly is one of the guys that. I mean, I know that. Their defense, their defensive line over the past couple of years has been really, really good. And it's like, oh, you know, you go on and get Tommy Kelly, but hits, you know, instead of getting somebody for the back end, which hasn't been good in recent years, but I think it works. I think he's a great voice in that locker room. And I think he had a a sack last week Uh, against the Jets. I think it works really, really well to have Tommy Kelly on that defensive line. So um, I think that they'll be fine with stopping the run. What I've been seeing from the secondary. so far, I've had, I have faith. I have faith in the secondary that they'll be able to stop him. Guys like Talib, Dennard, Arrington, McCourty. They should shut down Freeman. They should have a big day on Sunday. Uh, you know, especially keep Talib. A keep Talib a little extra incentive this week, playing his former team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Patriots trade for him last uh, season. So I do think that they will have a good time. Uh, They should have a good time in playing football, but I think they'll be able to shut down Josh Freeman um, and that uh, running—not the running game, the passing game. Especially, you know, shutting down Vincent Jackson, and they'll be able to do that. I I fully believe that they'll be able to do that. On the other side of the ball. Brady's going to have another long day this week uh, on Sunday. It's, it's going to be one of those games. It's going to be painful to watch on the offense. There's going to be a lot of drops. There's going to be a lot of miscommunication. There's going to be a lot of times where Aaron Dobson's going to run the wrong route and Todd Brady's going to throw a hissy fit on the field. It's going to happen because uh, it's just not going to go away, unfortunately. Let's just hope it doesn't come down to Stephen Gostowski kicking another field goal because uh, I could see this as a potential game like uh, Arizona last year. Where Patriots looked at their schedule early, they saw it, they saw the first three games, and they were like, oh, Arizona, obvious win at home, Patriots never lose at home, Uh, that's a win. I could see almost something happening like that against Tampa Bay, but I even though I mean you might be saying, well, what are you talking about? You just been talking about the the uh, the back end of the defense and the, you know the front seven. How, you know you you make it seem like it's foolproof, uh, but I could see some one of a trap game here. But I I could see it happening, but I don't think it will. I, but I just hope that Patriots fans will realize that as well because it could happen because uh, Brady is also going to have to contend with Darrell Reeves and Sean Goldston. What, you know, Darrell Reeves, obviously, best defensive player in the game today. I mean, there's no question that Darrell Revis is the best overall defensive player in the game today. I don't care where you want to uh, you know put it on the field. You know, he is the most game-changing player. He is the best player out there. And I think DeSean Goldson, one of the best safeties out there. The Patriots could have had him, but they didn't want him. Uh, But I think he's also a good safety. Of course, he appealed to suspension for that uh, terrible hit that he gave last week. Um, So he'll be able to play. So that's a tough combo that Brady's going to have to avoid. And, of course, those rookie receivers, if you think about Brady having to avoid those guys and Brady having to work through them, he's also going to have to worry about his wide receivers trying to work through guys like Revis and Golston. I mean, Kemble Tompkins lining up against Terrell Revis, that's not a good thing. And you don't have Eamon Doller out there, and that's another thing. There's no Gronkowski. I doubt you th- that you see Rob Gronkowski out there this Sunday. I doubt that you see him out there. I don't want to see him out there, to be quite honest with you. And I don't think that they throw him out there. What's the reason to throw him out there? It's Tampa Bay. You want to win every game. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, oh, it's an NFC opponent. You don't need to win. Yeah, you do. You need to win. It matters. Home field advantage at the end of the year, it matters. But does it matter enough to put Rob Gronkowski back out there and possibly... Have him re-injure something or whatever? Uh, no, I don't think so. So if he's only 50-50, which reports say that he's 50-50, uh, Adam Schefter yesterday reported uh, from ESPN that, that he is 50-50, I don't see them putting him out there. And Like I said, my opinion, why would you want to put him out there? You know, I, I know that the offense and the uh, passing game has been depleted, but there's no reason to throw him out there. Keep him, like we said, you know Your defense is going to, you're going to have to rely on your defense anyway to win this game. You're not going to be able to win, it's not going to be a shootout. Uh, I don't see that happening at all. The Patriots are going to have to rely on their defense again to win the win this game for them. So you don't really need Rob Gronkowski out there anyways if you're relying on your defense. Obviously the Amendola situation, look, I sat here and told you last, uh, last year when Patriots decided not to pick up Wes Welker that it was the wrong decision and that, Anybody who's telling you that it was the agents, it's just complete, total bullcrap. It wasn't the agents. Patriots didn't want to pay him, you know, period, end of discussion. They didn't want to pay him for whatever reason. What's the reason? I don't know why. Maybe him and Bill had a friction in the locker room. Maybe, you know, whatever. But it came down to this. Broncos were giving him two of 12. You're telling me now that the Patriots, you know, one of the, you know, the the Forbes magazine list of the most, uh, you know, the richest teams in the NFL came out not too long ago. Pretty sure the Patriots are eighth on that list or fifth, somewhere really close to the top. You're gonna tell me with all the money that the Patriots have at Rob uh, excuse me, Robert Kraft uh land down there, you're gonna tell me that they can't give him more than twelve million. I mean, come on. Like, people don't want to feed me this crap that it's the agents of uh Wes Welkers that uh you know ruined it. Oh, don't blame uh the team, blame the agents. You're gonna tell me that if they gave him more money that he wouldn't have wanted to come back here. Please. He didn't want to leave. Why would he want to leave? He's got Tom Brady. They've been, you know, inches away from winning championships. 07, and of course, you know, West knows all about how close we were in Super Bowl forty-six when he dropped that pass. So, we've been so close. And of course, AFC Championship game last last year. You know, Patriots were on the doorstep again. Obviously, we weren't there, but we were close. I mean, I keep saying we. I don't mean to do that. The Patriots were there, and uh, they got pretty close. So you're telling me that he's not going to come back? Nah, you know, we've just been building something over the past few seasons that I've been here. We've been to two Super Bowls. Eh, you know, came close to winning both of them. I'm just going to leave and go to Denver. What? No chance that he leaves just because he wants to. No way. Patriots didn't want to pay him the money. Look at the facts. I know the Patriots fans have a lot of you know, they have trouble you know looking through and seeing you know the true facts of the situation. You know, I've gone to war with some of my friends over this because they want to stick up for the Patriots' way. And oh, we got to bow down to Bill Belichick and bow down to Robert Kraft. Just look at, you know, look through the grapevine and look what they're feeding you. It wasn't Wes Welker wanting to leave, the Patriots didn't want him back. So if you want to blame somebody for this whole situation, blame Bill Belichick and blame Robert Kraft because they're the reason why Wes Welker is wearing orange and he's not wearing blue. And I know that he didn't have a great game against the Giants, which is surprising because they blew out the Giants. Uh, The Broncos did. He didn't have a great game. However, wouldn't you rather see a healthy Wes Welker instead of a hurt Danny Amendola, who now is out two to six weeks? I know he's practicing, and they want to push him to come back. People want to push him to come back. Why? (laughs) I know that the the passing game is depleted. But why push them? And this is the greatest opportunity here for this Patriots defense. This Patriots defense over the past few seasons, I've been, you know, talking about it for a long time. and you know, everybody has. You know, it's not that game-changing defense. You know, they'll stop you, but when it comes right down to it, they can't win. And we saw it in Super Bowl forty-two, and we saw it in Super Bowl 46 I've said this plenty of times throughout my entire life, ever since those games. You know, anywhere I go, I'll say I blame those Super Bowls on the defense. If you had to place the blame somewhere, I blame them on the defense. Don't blame them on Brady, because at the end of those games, Patriots defense had chances to stop Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. First game, obviously, with the drive with David Tyree, they had chances to stop it. Of course, in Super Bowl forty-six, Eli Manning had a little bit more time than Super Bowl forty-two, but still, Patriots make one stop there, the game's over, and there's another banner goes to uh, the Rafters in Foxboro. So you're going to tell me that it's you know it wasn't on the defense? It was on the defense. So that's the whole thing with me going into this season. I want a defense that's going to be able to stop uh, teams. I want a defense that's going to be able to win these close games. We saw it last week, 13-10. Four years ago, the Patriots never would have won that game, ever. Especially like if Brady, in, tw- in the 2010 season, if Brady had the receiving core that he has now, Oh God. <laughs> Don't know what they would have done. I know they had Randy Moss at the beginning of that year, but still, then when they had no defense, they relied on Brainy. And it, and it showed even Super Bowl forty six. Their defense was better than it had been in the past couple seasons. Not good enough. Sorry last year. Not good enough against the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship game. So that's what it comes down to for me. Do you have the defense that's going to win you these games? And I think they do now, or they're in the early stages of it, so why rush these guys back if you really want to see if this is the defense that can win you the Super Bowl? So that's my thing this week. I can see maybe a touchdown for Tom Brady this week. Maybe one to Julian Edelman. Lucky if you're two. But I think it's going to be maybe one touchdown on the offense for the Patriots. Don't think Ridley's going to be a factor. He wasn't last week. Can't see why he would be this week. And I think they might get one touchdown on the offense, and then their points are going to come from the defense. And then, you know, the the, the defense is going to have to win them the game. They're going to have to hold Tampa Bay down there. The only way I see really the Patriots losing is if uh, they have some bad turnovers like they did in Buffalo. Bills almost came back and won that game. You want to know why? Because the Patriots gave it away. And the Patriots left the door open for the Bills. Luckily, Gostowski made the kick at the end. But, you know, I think the only way I see them losing is if the uh, Patriots, you know, have fumbles or interceptions or whatever. That's the only way I see it. If they leave the ball over the field, it won't be good for the Patriots. All right, we're going to get to a quick commercial break. When we come back, I want to ask you this question, and I would love to uh, get your tweets as well. Who would you take? If you could have one player from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who would you take? Like I said, this is the question that has been asked of me you know, throughout the week, and I've been hearing everybody's responses, yada, yada, yada. And the responses have been eye-opening and shocking. And I'm going to tell you why next after we have this quick commercial break here on Sports Talk. You're listening to Sports Talk with Ryan Ferrand live here, in Newbury, here on Newbury College Radio NCR, the official sound of Nighthawk Nation.